everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of Spiritual Spiral. Thank you so much for being here. If you guys have seen our prior four episodes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope that you've enjoyed them. I'm noticing our Instagram followers are starting to grow. The watches and the listens are starting to grow. So thank you. And we hope that you're enjoying it. This is a show where we interview experts in the spiritual field, psychics, mediums, healers, intuitives, those kinds of people to ask them questions about not only what they do, but what's currently going on in our world today, because obviously things are completely upside down, including my world. I'm breaking things. I'm just like losing it a little bit. So I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be talking to these amazing guests. Um, I'm your host, Sam Davidson. I have my amazing good friend and co-host, Sari Cohen. How are we doing this week? I'm doing great. How how are you doing, Sam? You holding up over there? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I'm super excited though about our guest, Teresa Brenneman. Uh, she is a, a transformational guide, an intuitive healer, and a lot of the work that Teresa does has to do with physical pain and how that's actually caused by energy, past trauma. Um, I've never actually really met anyone that's done what you do before. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and talk about what I do and all that jazz. <laughs> so when you go to your website, it's really cool. I was telling you before the show how beautifully designed it is. Um, and you offer all of these different services. Can you just tell us like as a whole what it is that you do? Yeah, so I would consider myself like a transformational life coach healer, <laughs> because that's really what I do is help people transform, um, find their purpose, heal past trauma, past lives, and heal physical pain. So that's my biggest like calling in life is really to help people transform and step into their power and actually be able to take advantage of the energies that they have within them and decondition out of what maybe society or familial programming has turned them into. So people usually seek me out when they're wanting more in life and what they're doing now just isn't cutting it. And they have this like calling just to be something bigger. Um, I got into this work doing body work, which is how I discovered that most energies or most pain within the body is actually caused by trapped emotions or unhealed wounds, or sometimes it's just the body trying to communicate something to you and you're not getting it. <laughs> so you need somebody like me to decipher that message. So it's been quite the journey. It's really started to shift as I grow into my work and as I step into alignment with my purpose. And I'm just so happy and so glad that I found this work. That's so interesting. I'm wondering when you are working with somebody, do you start with the emotional or do you start with the physical? So the way that I got into doing this kind of work was through body work, being a stretch therapist. So I don't know if you guys have ever gone to get like a professional stretching <laughs> done, but I started doing that and started to realize like, oh, it was working for half of the people and then half the people it wasn't working. And people would come back to me week after week with the same pain. So I ended up like one thing led to another. One of my mentors who was in the bodywork community ended up telling me about this course she was going to go take. And she's like, I feel like this is just something you should 
learn. I don't know. And my whole body was like a yes to it. And I did not know why <laughs> it's just like, you have to go do this. And I literally had to rearrange my schedule and figure out all this stuff to go. Cause it was like a week out and it was in Vegas. So I had to figure out all this stuff and all the stars aligned and I get there. And I, I really had no idea what I was signing up for. The website was very vague. It was like mind, body and solutions. And it was spelled S O U L like soul. And I was like, this is interesting but it didn't really say, it just said it was four body workers that were seeking something that would actually like make a difference. And, you know, maybe you're sick of doing the stuff you're always doing. And we get there and it turns out it's like a shaman who's teaching us how to work with energy. And I had no idea what I was in for. So I always say this work found me. I didn't actually find it. Um, but that being said, my mom is a total witch and has been like staging me and doing Reiki on me and all of this stuff ever since I was little, little. And she's always said like emotions or pain is emotion just trapped in the body. And even when I was really little, I remember her asking like if I had a headache or if I had back pain or something, she'd be like, what are you angry about? And so she was definitely planting the seeds for me. And it just kind of felt like coming home. Once I did find this work, I was like, oh, this is what the universe has been trying to prepare me for my whole life pretty much. So because your mom was so into that and really tried to implement uh, that on you as a kid, were you resistant to it at all until you finally kind of like had your um, epiphany that this is what you were meant to do? Oh my God. Yeah. Even when I, <laughs> even when I first went to the workshop and figured out what I was learning, I was like, my mom is going to be like, I told you so. Like, I didn't even want to call her and tell her what I was learning because I knew how much she was going to be like, I've been telling you this my whole life, <laughs> you know? So it was really interesting. So it was, a, it was a weird transition because most of my clients were coming to me for body work at the time. And then I would just be like, Hey, I've learned this new thing. Maybe like I'll spend an extra 15 minutes after your session and just kind of try it if you're open. And most people that were coming to me at that point in time, were kind of at the end of their rope. Anyways, they, they had tried massage and tried Cairo and tried all of these things and their pain was still persisting. So they're really open because when you're in that much pain, I find that you are desperate. <laughs> so they're like, do whatever weird shit you want to do. And I was actually work cause I was personal training at the same time too. So I was actually working out at the fitness studio. So people started calling me the witch doctor in the fitness studio because they'd be like, Oh, your hip hurts. Like go see her. She does some weird shit and then it makes it feels better. So so yeah, that's kind of how I started transitioning. And then, um, as I continued to grow with the, the man who taught the seminar that I went to ended up becoming a mentor of mine. And as I continued to grow and learn with him, um, I learned, he called it his emotional protocol. And so it was more focused on the emotions. So I would just be pulling this stuff out of people and they'd be like, how do you know that? And I'd be like, what happened when you were five? You know, and they're like, how do you know that? And so it ended up becoming this whole thing where um, people started coming to me more. It was like half and half people would come to me for emotional stuff. And then some people would still be coming to me for the body stuff. So now I'm in a place where mostly people don't come to me for body work anymore. That ends up being like an after effect of the work that we do together. Um, most people don't even end up telling me when they have pain, they'll just tell me later on, like, Hey, I meant to tell you, I had this like nagging shoulder pain. And ever since working with you, it's gone now. And so it ends up, um, now it's really a process where I channel the person's higher self and their higher self walks me through everything I need to do. So it's still a collection of everything I've learned. I, now I always tell people like 
your guides or whoever will give you these breadcrumbs in life and you start to go learn certain things and you're wondering, why am I learning this? Or even later on, you'll wonder, why did I go learn that? And then it's all, it all just makes sense now because sometimes I'll have to use a method that I didn't know I would ever use again, but they're telling me, hey, remember when you learned that? Like this person needs it. <laughs> so if that makes sense, it's really interesting. That is totally it's a, it's a balance too. I find like, it's been really interesting throughout this time being in quarantine people, a lot of people were saying, meditate, meditate, meditate. And personally, I was having a hard time centering myself, mm -hmm. but I found that peace through the physical. It was like by working out and, and stretching and kind of aligning everything, I was able to get that meditation that maybe other people would find by sitting still. Do you have any tips for that? Do you, do you think people tend to veer towards one or the other or is it a balance? I, I think it's definitely a balance, but another one of the things that I was led to learn is human design. And I've really learned through human design how different we all are and how our energies operate. So we really do all need different things. Um, and human design is kind of, I call it astrology on crack, but it's kind of a mixture of, astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system, and it really gives you a blueprint of your aura and your energy. So I'm able to break down exactly how it is that your energy is best suited. And there are particular areas of the chart where it tells you if you have a special connection to the physical body, and if you'll process things better by getting physical and getting grounded. And there are five different energy types in human design. And so some of the energy types, uh, the generator is going to be a type that needs more physical exercise. Also, if you have what we call a defined root in human design, so it's basically like the root chakra, if there's definition there, then you'll need to expend more energy in order to be able to like sit still, if that makes sense. So I can usually give people like a really quick rundown from their chart based on like what I see and how they should go around healing themselves, connecting, grounding, all of this stuff. So, so the human design, um, thing that you offer on your website how much of it is actually like the technical astrology numbers and then how much of it is you putting in your other gifts into this like package that you you know fold up and like give it to your clients yeah so I've found human design was something that I just connected with like right away it was almost creepy it was like I just knew it and it's funny because everybody that comes to me is like this is so confusing I look at this chart and I just have no idea what's going on and that was kind of my opposite experience I looked at it and I was like I get this and of course there was a lot of studying that went that ended up going into it but I just learned it really quick and it just it was like something I already knew and I was just like coming home to it just like everything else I've been doing right so it it really feels like when I do a reading for somebody and I have a couple different options. I have like, you could do a reading with me where we do a zoom call and I explain everything in your chart and I channel for you and just kind of see what's coming through. But I really find that I end up hearing things while I'm looking at the chart and just kind of like pulling things out of the chart. It's almost like the charts talking to me. Um, so, and then the other option I have is what I call a mini reading where I make you a voice recording. It's like a 20 minute voice recording. And I've found <laughs> that even when I'm doing that, the person's spirit guides are like trying to get in and communicate. So I'm like, okay, I need to tack on an extra 10 minutes just to give you all the messages that are coming through after I do your chart reading. So it's, it's a really interesting experience. I think I'm still kind of trying to figure that out, but, um, 
I mean, as you guys have probably experienced before, when you're open to things, like they just try to come through. So I've had to be very particular, like, okay, I need to get through the 20 minutes explaining this person's chart and then I'll tell them what you need them to know. <laughs> so it's been fun. I'm curious for, can you explain more about human design, like break it down for me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love talking about it. So basically you end up, you put in your birth, your birth time, just like you would do with a natal chart. And then it shows you it, it, it's called the body graph and it shows you what the, it's basically what a blueprint of your aura. So it kind of looks like the chakra system. There's nine centers and then there's gates, we call it coming out of the centers. So it's almost like an electrical chart. Like it looks, it's like there's like electrical wires or something, which is pretty much what it is. So human design is able to tell you how your energy functions in the world and how basically how you're playing off the universe and they call it your strategy and your authority. So it tells you what your decision-making process is. And then your strategy is basically just like how you're meant to engage with the universe. So for example, I'm what they call a manifesting generator and manifesting generators are the divine multitaskers. Hence why there's so many things that I do within my practice. Um, manifesting generators are meant to kind of dip their toe in everything life has to offer. We course correct a lot. We want to try everything and we love variety. So we can learn really quickly. So the whole like 10,000 hours rule kind of doesn't apply to us. Um, and even as children, I, all the MGs that I talk to are like, oh yeah, as a kid, I would drive my parents crazy because I'd want to try every sport and play every instrument and I'd like start and stop things all the time. And so society ends up conditioning us to conditioning us to be usually a way that's not our nature. So that's what I love about human design because it'll tell you exactly how you were designed to be and how you operate in a way that feels good to you and creates flow within your life. And it's, it's permission to be yourself. You're like, oh, I'm not supposed to operate the way the rest of the world does. The world is just trying to make me fit into a box when this is actually my true nature. So it's almost like, it's like, we call it the deconditioning process in human design, where you're slowly unraveling just to get back to the person you were born to be. That's so interesting because I've always felt, I mean, I, I don't, I've gotten so many different services done, you know, from like, you know, mediums, astrologers. I don't think I've ever gotten a human design thing done before because for me, I always said stuff that's normally really hard or scary for people um, I'm good at a lot of it, but there's a lot of things that are really easy and come very simply to most people. And I have a hard time doing those things. And it's just like weird because, um, people don't understand certain things about me. And they're like, you're so talented. You're so brave. You're so smart that you know how to do those things. And I'm like, you're so smart that like, you're a good driver or, um, that like, you know, you don't get these like specific anxieties that I get when I do things that I think come more naturally to the general public. Yeah. Well, so what I would say to somebody like you is that the things that come easy to you are your gifts. And they're the, like, it's like, there's almost no point in comparing yourself to others because the things that come easy to you are the things that you're meant to be bringing to the world and life should feel easy. And that's really what I'm trying to shift for people is like, let's come into this new paradigm where we can do what we love and we can make money. And human design gives you a layout of how to do that. Like, Hey, these are the things that 
it, it's full of potentials. It's like, these are your potentials. All you have to do is tap in and believe that you can do it. And then the universe is going to conspire to make that happen for you. So it's, it's just really fascinating how it's so nuanced and every, like I've never done a, every single reading I've done has been so different for people. And it's this really beautiful, like aha moment after aha moment where somebody just feels so seen and is like, I, like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard it where somebody's like, I just have never felt like so understood. <laughs> like, you know me so well. And I'm just like, it's just something the, about the way that the chart is set up and um, the energies from the I Ching and how the man who downloaded human design translates them is just, it's really practical. So, you know, I've had astrology readings too, and it was so fascinating and it gave me a lot of validation, but it didn't give me a lot of practical, tangible things that I could go do in the world. And that's really what human design does. It gives you something to go do like today. That's going to help you with your flow in life. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. Um, you also talk a lot about stepping into your power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. What are some tools people can use to make that happen? Yeah. So, I mean, definitely that's why I love human design is because it really helps you step into your power. And the biggest thing I've heard from people is that it's like helped them love themselves. And I would say that's was a hundred percent the case for me. Um, but I would say as far as like healing things and realizing that we actually do create our reality. So I know we're like in the matrix and everybody wants us to believe that we're a victim to our reality, but by healing things within you with whether it's past life stuff or this life childhood, whatever, it actually allows you to truly realize how powerful you are and that you are a creative being that can create anything you want in life. And so I've seen so many transformations within people where it's like fast to a lot of the clients I've been working with. And I don't know if it's something to do with what's going on in the world right now, but it's like, they were just ready. And it's, I'm seeing a completely different person in a month just of committing to themselves and actually realizing like somebody tried to convince me that I am not powerful. And I've somehow been conditioned to believe that I can't make decisions for myself and that other people have power power over me. And, and now I'm just like, no, like, fuck that. Like I'm doing what I want to do. So it's just, it's really freaking cool seeing people go from being in this like victim mindset to everything happens to me. And, um, you know, woe is me to no like everything happens for me and I'm going to take this and use it to heal and use it to grow and realize that I have way more power than I once thought I had. And given let's get into what's going on in our world today. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of questions for your opinions on things, but um, what have you been working with, with your clients or telling them, you know, as to how they're feeling? Um, if, if anyone's asking you why this is happening, um, because it, and it very much a lot of times feels, especially when you lose your job or especially if you lose a loved one or get sick, you know, that this is happening to them. And that's one of the scariest things about COVID-19 is that um, it's, uh, it's very difficult for us to feel as though we have control over anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I would say, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of finding that balance between having 
control of what you do have control over and then allowing the universe to take the reins for the things that you don't. So it's kind of this beautiful dance between acceptance and stepping into your power, if that makes sense. And, you know, a lot of the clients that I've been receiving at this point in time are people that want to be healers and they want to step up and bring their gifts into the world. And so I've actually been teaching how to help others to a lot of my clients and teaching them my techniques and helping them connect to their intuition. So I've, I really think it's just been helping people find that true North right now and that little bit of joy and that little bit of connection that they can find on a daily basis. And just personally, I've found when I started connecting to, you know, spirit and being able to talk to people that have passed over, it allowed me to realize, um, the beauty of life, but also how, this is just one, this is just one life, right? And I know it's so easy to look at it that way because that's like 11th dimension perspective and we're very much in like the 3D right now. Um, but I've just found that that really keeps me grounded and it's kept my clients grounded, being able to communicate with their loved ones that have crossed over um, or, you know, just helping them understand like what their purpose is this time around so that they can really see everything from the big picture. And I don't normally channel like for the collective. I'm better at just channeling for somebody who's in front of me, but I have a friend who's very gifted at channeling for the collective. And at the beginning of this whole thing, she wrote this whole blog and she's been a guiding light for me. So definitely like having other people in the spiritual community, um, just to keep me grounded, to understand what's going on and how this energy that's going on right now is meant to shake up our world and it's kind of like what we were doing wasn't working. And so I believe mother nature is smarter and more powerful than we ever give her credit for. And it's like, Oh, well, you guys aren't getting it. So I have to do something <laughs> in order to shift that like things need to shift. And I really believe everybody who opted in right now knew this was going to be a transitional transformational time. Is that kind of how you guys are feeling about it? Completely, completely. You yeah. nailed it. I, I wanted to ask you too about the energy because I definitely feel like it's shifting. But this past week in particular, there was some really funky electric energy. Like I, I've been on that same page with, with transformation and the ups and the downs, but with the full moon, with the, the flower moon, mm -hmm. and then it being the last super moon of of 2020, I'm usually really in touch with, with that and kind of feeling the energy that's going on out there, but I was not a fan of that moon. <laughs> there was something going on where I was just like, it, it felt chaotic to me. Yep. There was not as much as I was trying to like channel what was going on and, and focus. I was like, mm -mm, this is not sticking. <laughs> yeah. How do, what, can you like explain to me maybe a little bit about like what I was feeling and then how do people tap into that energy right now to kind of center themselves? The, the tap into the full moon energy? Or just the energy, like what was that? <laughs> Let's start with that. I mean, girl, I honestly wish I knew <laughs> because <laughs> I felt that too and I was, I was, I was asking my guides, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I feel like. And even right now, I'm honestly feeling, I don't know if it's because I'm on this call with you girls and you're both very powerful, which I've noticed like whenever I'm on calls with other powerful healers and, you know, spiritual people, I, I almost feel like I'm in like a vortex. Really? <laughs> like my whole body is literally like going like this right now. <laughs> um, I feel like that energy last week was really to help us 
figure out what it is that we value and to figure out who we are under pressure because that's what it felt like to me. It just felt like it felt like pressure. It felt like pressure to figure out what my purpose is and pressure to like, I don't know. It, it was, yeah, it felt just like pressure. That's, I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, and that's kind of what my clients were saying. Like people were having meltdowns a lot more this week than they usually do. Like I always do follow up like check-ins with people just to see how they are. And most of the time people are like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like I felt tired. But this week it was like, I was having to go right into sessions with them. Like as I was following up with them, like, oh shit, we need to hop on a call right now. What's happening with you? It was just like things just being pushed out of people, like at an alarmingly quick rate. So I feel like this was, it was like a, almost a surge of energy to help us further heal, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I've, I've definitely felt the surge of energy. I was telling you, uh, Teresa, before the call that like I, you know, I was feeling really off and Scorpio is a sign that I, as a Libra, I kind of like am afraid of them. I like, <laughs> they scare me. Yeah. Um, and so I, the full moon was in Scorpio and I was making bolognese pasta homemade. It took like four hours to make and I was hungry and I'm a very, I can be very impatient. Um, and so I, it was still really hot, so hot that I had to put a towel underneath the bowl in order to like eat it on my couch while I watched Netflix. Uh, and so then the, the heat touched me and I flinched. And I mean, my bolognese pasta that looks like diarrhea, but it was delicious, just went flying all over my shag rug carpet, which is like, if you're going to spill on something, it's like, don't spill on a shag rug with like pieces of meat and That's vegetables. And I was just like, no. And then right before this call, because I mean, I believe, right, that like a full moon and stuff, like you still have like the effects of it, like a few days after. I, like, and before. Yeah, I was trying to clean like, four before, days. I broke a huge bottle of vodka that was just like right behind me in my kitchen. And, and I was like, whoa, like I, you know, it's one of those things that you feel like you're going to touch someone and electrocute them almost. Um, so... Yeah, it's definitely, and that's, I felt like this is the last thing we need right now, stupid full moon in Scorpio. <laughs> in freaking Scorpio. That's so funny that you say that, because my best friend is a Libra, and she's always like, oh, I hate Scorpio, and even, like, she would cancel a date with somebody if she found out they were a Scorpio. She'd be like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> so weird, I don't know many, I'm a Cancer, and I don't know many Scorpios. I mean, I can count the number of Scorpios I've known in my life, or at least the I've connected with. Yeah. I, I, I'm a Scorpio rising. So it's definitely, you know, or I'm sorry, not a Scorpio rising, Scorpio moon. I'm a Capricorn rising, but it, it's, I feel like that Scorpio energy is just really like deep and intense. And it's actually the thing that allows me to create such deep emotional intimacy with people. So I know it's very different to have it in your sun versus your moon. Um, but I've found that it's the thing that just makes me want to feel all the feels and like, it, it, I just love emotions in general. I love emotional energy. I love helping people process emotions. I had an astrologer once told me I'm supposed to be like giving people emotional baptisms. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel like that's kind of what I do. And my Scorpio moon helps me out a little bit. So, so interesting because I, as a cancer, I I totally relate to that. I, <laughs> and yeah. I feel like we are all on this emotional journey. I, I keep telling Sam when we keep having this conversation, I feel like we all have things that we need to work on individually. Like we're all mm -hmm. being challenged to repeat lessons or to do things that are really, really hard or 
out of our comfort zone, you know, things that will cause us to grow. We have to tackle that head on. But there are also collective lessons to be learned at this time mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, what are some of like, have you guys noticed any collective lessons going on right now? Um, I, oh, go ahead. Well, I'll just share because uh, my last day of work will technically be on Friday and I'll make my official announcement. But um, so Ooh, I was like, like quitting your job. No, not quitting. I, I got laid off because the entertainment news journalism is kind of dead right now. And ads oh. so I, I helped build a company. Uh, in the U.S., like basically international company, and so they opened a U.S. sector, and I helped build it from the ground up for the past two years, so I felt like they're, like it was my baby, um, yeah. essentially like my boyfriend. Like I was like laser focused for almost the past two years, and I had lost my father. My dad got really, really sick and was dying around the time when I got this job, and we knew that he was going to pass, and so when he passed, it was like this job, I just put everything that I had into it. So, you know, it really feels like a big loss, but I can, I have worked on myself for the last couple of years quite a bit. Um, and the old me, when things didn't necessarily go my way, even in the workplace, I would kind of, I'd send like a nasty email or an email just like saying how I felt. But when people received the email, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, like she's so intense. Like she shouldn't talk that much. Um, and so this is a time that it's like, I'm parting from this job that I really cared about. I am saying to them, no hard feelings. I completely understand. I want to make sure that all of the work and the contacts that I've made for you as this company, I want to make sure you sustain them, um, and still use them because it will kind of make me feel like I did everything in vain. And I know that you guys appreciate all of that and thank you. And like really ending on a note where it's not, um, where it's not negative, it's not angry. Of course, I'm really, really sad. Um, but, you know, I feel like through, and I, I mean, honestly, I'm devastated. Um, it feels like a complete loss of something, but I'm proud of myself with the way that I have been handling it, as opposed to four years ago, maybe, if I were to have lost a job, how I would have handled it then. So that's something that I feel like I've seen as a change in myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's like, again, we were talking about stepping into your power, you know, and instead it's like realizing, oh, this is my power in this situation. And I can take the reins in that way. And I don't have to feel like a victim of this. Like I can, you know, mourn the loss of it and be very human about it and grieve it. And like, I love that you were so vulnerable and honest about it, but at the same time, kind of still having that mentality of like, okay, there's, there's something coming, like there's something bigger that is out there for me. And that's why this is happening to me. I mean, I'm still in poor Sari has, you know, been on the other ends of the phone calls when I'm a mess. Like I am not okay a lot of the time, you know, but I guess now even talking to you guys about this and talking to you specifically, Teresa, it's just like, I can kind of see more from a bird's eye view. Yeah. Like how I've been transforming in those ways. And I mean, I'm just really sharing it too, because for people that are listening or watching, like that have lost their jobs, you know, I hope that you guys can maybe find that same power in yourself and you can still call your friends and cry and be scared yep. and upset. Um, and ignore yeah. that because hiding that isn't going to help anything. And no. so you're really amazing friend through it too. Oh, that's such a I gift. Love I love you. No, we, and we're, you know, you're there for me too. That's, that's how, that's how it works. And we're all, you know, I, I keep using this example of like, we're all, in the same ocean but we're all in different boats <laughs> so what today uh, what 
Someone said that exact same thing really? to me today. I, I had a call with a doctor and she said the literal exact same thing. Wow. <laughs> you obviously needed to, to hear, hear that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're all being forced to change right now one way or another. And, you know, you can, you know, like Teresa works on and says, it is about stepping your power. I was just telling you, Sam, it's, it's leveling up in a way, you know, we're being, we're being tested collectively, but individually. And, you know, you do create your own destiny. You do, you, you did it before, <laughs> you know, you can do it again. It's just, it's time to, to shift it. And so for your gifts, Teresa, like, do you ever tap into the future at all or like feelings that you think could possibly happen? I mean, uh, I know that maybe that would be a newer thing to you, but it seems like your gifts are just popping up left and right. <laughs> <laughs> they are really. I mean, this whole like experience over quarantine has allowed me to actually let them develop because I mean, we were kind of talking about what we've learned through this process, but I've been working seven days a week for pretty much like four years at this point in time, ever since I started to build my business. Cause I was bartending when I first started doing it. And it was like, you know, I just took clients when I could and it would end up working seven days a week. And I felt like I was running all around town <laughs> right before this happened. And I just remember seeing my husband, like, I really need to give myself a day off. Like I never have a day where I can just like do nothing and just hang out with myself and not have to be somewhere and talk to somebody or something. And so this time I've had more time to just like lay around and, you know, I've made less money at the beginning of it, of course, but it was like, I had, I was able to heal things and come into these gifts. And I truly don't think I would have allowed myself that had I still been working like I was. Um, so yeah, it's just been really interesting. And with, with, when it comes to the future, um, because I do tap into people's higher selves and it's almost like, I find that people's higher selves give them like breadcrumbs because it's like almost like I can't share too much like a lot of times they're like well you can't tell them this <laughs> but like this is gonna happen and they'll say stuff that's reassuring but at the same time it's almost like they don't want me to give them too much information and some stuff will just be completely withheld to be honest like some guys are like we're not gonna tell you that like <laughs> so yeah and, and, as, and as far as like the collective goes I think I mean I think we're going to come into a much better future. You know, this is the age of Aquarius, like things are just shifting. And I think this is the collapse of our society as we knew it, which sounds really scary, but it's also really exciting at the same time. And a lot of other healers and spiritual people that I've been talking to are like, I mean, yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm so excited this is happening. And so, although it's really challenging, it's, um, it's really rewarding. And the analogy that I've been using is like, okay, if we have a house that's all dilapidated and it's like everything's falling apart and broken, you're not going to just like fix each little individual thing of the house. You're just going to burn down the house and start new. And so it's never fun to have to start all over and burn down your house and build a new foundation. But that's kind of like the energy from society that I'm feeling right now. Does that resonate with you guys? Completely. Everything you're saying is resonating with me. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Um, how do you see things shifting for the collective? Yeah. So what I'm feeling is, um, and I've already been noticing it, but I think a lot more people are going to start to realize they can work from home and that they can work smarter and not harder. 
Um, my husband's, he's in a band and one of his members of his band works for like a big pharmaceutical company. And he was saying that over the course of this time period, they've seen, they've, so they've been letting everybody work from home and they've seen productivity go up by 30%. Um, and so you think about that, like they were like, we're just going to implement it optional to come into the office forever now because we've seen productivity go up so much. So I feel like people are going to start realizing like, and, and companies, you know, they're gonna be like, oh, we can actually have our people work from home, not have to commute, you know, in California, I'm sure that'd be like a dream not to have to commute, um, and be able to have more time with your families. I think everybody's realizing like, I need to be more involved with my children because, you know, most of the time you just kind of shovel them off to school. And then like a lot of my friends that are parents are kind of like, I've been loving. We froze. Oh. This is our first one actually. Oh no. <laughs> I'm getting to know them deeper and that really weren't working are going to start shifting and we're going to be realizing like, Oh, we thought it had to be that way, but it doesn't need to be that way, you know? Like, and even a lot of people that are like, well, I hated my job anyways. So like good riddance, I'm laid off. Now I'm getting unemployment for a little while and I can figure my stuff out. And so, I mean, I know that's not everybody's experience, but it seems to be a lot of people that I've been talking to. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure with your human design work too, like there's certain people, probably a lot of people that aren't made to be in an office. Oh my gosh. You have no idea. Like that is, that is the thing that comes up. I feel like the most is me coaching them through like how to work differently because they're not designed to be in the job that they're in. Um, so just to kind of give you guys a little rundown about the energy types. So there's the generator, the manifesting generator, the projector, the reflector, and the manifester. And most of our population is generators. It's about 33% um, are generators and about the same are manifesting generators. And generators are designed to be like the worker bees of the world. And, you know, since it's most of our population, it's these people that have sustainable life force workforce within them. But at the end of the day, like, even though they're the builders and they can work long hours and they can work hard, they're starting to realize, like, I want to do what lights me up. So the purpose of the generator is actually to be totally lit up and stoked on life and be putting out this, like, creative life force energy out into the world for everybody else to feed off of. So it's like the happier a generator is like, I mean, I guess you guys can probably tell I'm a manifesting generator. I just get so lit up and excited when I talk about what I do. This is how every generator should be. And if you can imagine if, you know, 75% of the population was as stoked as I am about what they do, <laughs> like what a beautiful world that would be. And then there's a type that's the projector. And these people are really meant to be like the seers and the guides. And they're meant to bring efficiency and to tweak things and um, to guide the energy of the generators, right? So they're not meant to work the eight to 10 hours a day. They're meant to work more like maybe in shorter spurts. I always say like three to four hours a day of outputting. And then you're meant to be kind of working on your craft the rest of the day. So I always use my best friend as an example. She's a musician. She gigs like, three hours at a time, a few times a week. And then the rest of the week, she's learning new songs. She's learning about her craft. And that's still considered work, right? Because she has to prepare for her gigs, but she's only actually outputting a few hours a day. 
Um, so it's, and it's really, it's just interesting. And then the manifestors are the initiators of society. So they're the ones that are starting movements there. They birth things into the world and then they kind of let the generators take over. So I believe Steve Jobs was a manifestor. So that kind of energy, like I'm going to birth this whole new thing and then like give it to the world. Um, and they end up being leaders because they're the ones that they're like the Nike, just do it. They're the people that can go out there and just make things happen, which most of us are not those kind of people. So, you know, we learn that if you work with like a business coach or something, they're like, yeah, you just have to go do it. And that's actually not how most of us operate. So it's really interesting because it's only like 8% of the population is manifestors. Oh. Yeah. And then we have reflectors, which are only 1% of the population and they are meant to reflect back the health of a community. Um, so they can literally be anything they want because they shift at, they're like chameleons and they shift based on who they're around. Um, so, I mean, for example, if you think about like Michael Jackson was a reflector and it's they're lunar beings instead of being solar beings like the rest of us. And so they're, there's like, there's, this glowiness to them and because they're meant to reflect back the health of the community I would look at him as like reflecting back the health of society because he was like in the limelight right so at the time like yeah he went through a lot of stuff and we were all kind of seeing that publicly happen and it's like well what does that say to us about our society that our reflector is going through this right yeah I'm assuming those people are a lot more vulnerable they are they're they're sensitive and they have a lot of inconsistency so because they shift based on like who they're around and their environment they really have to get into an environment that feels good for them so um one of my clients now she's only 15 and she's a reflector and she just like hates being at school because it just doesn't feel good to her and i keep trying to like help her think about what other options that she could do to like like somebody like that, I would say, yeah, maybe you're not meant to be in a public school, you know, like maybe it would be better for you to do the online thing and just kind of do what you got to do. Um, because if it's like, you want to look to the health of that person and if they're not doing well, then they, they're, they're not meant to be in that environment. So as you can imagine, that's an interesting conversation when people are like, oh, but I need to work and I need to do this job and I need to make money. So I really try to help set people up for that career transition and like help them figure out what their gifts are and what they're passionate about so that when they're ready to take the leap, they can and they have the tools they need. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really cool. I want to get into a little bit of the life coaching that you do yeah. also, because I feel like so many people need that right now. What, what, do you offer what are some of the what are some tips that you can give people right now who are maybe feeling like we're all feeling right right um well what i've been really helping my clients do is connect to their intuition over this time because i feel like a lot of times when people come to me because i am an intuitive life coach um and i work mostly based off intuition you know people come to me because they don't know what to do and they don't feel like they have this like true north right so um obviously meditation, whether it's movement meditation or just sitting and connecting, I really try to help people pay attention to the signs that they're getting and what is showing up for them. So because we live in a holographic universe, it's like things get mirrored to us all the time. So it's, it's trying to figure out what, what's getting mirrored to you and what you're being asked to heal and what you need to shift in order to move forward. Um, so definitely like I always recommend, um, have you guys heard of Lacey Phillips? No. Okay. She has a website. It's called to be magnetic. And she has like all of these courses that are really approachable and affordable. So I think it's like 30 bucks a month. I, people that really like, can't 
like afford to invest in maybe working with me over this time, I send them there because it's so good. Like she, um, when I first started getting into this work, it really shifted a lot for me learning from her and she teaches all about like manifestation. And, um, even with this pandemic, she's been teaching people like how to still manifest in the pandemic. And she has like, she calls them deep imaginings, but they're basically like guided meditations you do and like journal prompts and stuff. So I've been sending a lot of people there just as like an, a quick, like affordable option. Um, because I've found that doing like, it's basically a guided hypnosis, doing that and really going inward and healing the things that you need to heal and then journaling about it and everything is just been so helpful. And it, it takes like 30 minutes a day. So it's like really approachable too. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Right. You, you're saying like so many interesting things um, and I kind of want to like learn more about some of the little terms and things that you're saying like like how you just said a reflecting reflective universe of sorts and then earlier you said something about you know we're in the 3D and then there's you know all this so it's like what can you kind of tell us about what you know about like these different universes like what does that even mean? Yeah. So because we're on earth, like to my knowledge, at least, and what I've been told, <laughs> if you know what I mean, um, <laughs> because we're on earth, it's, it's a very like third dimensional, we're very dense. Right. So, I mean, I don't even know how many dimensions we have, but I know some of the beings that I communicate with are 10th and 11th dimensional beings where they're just in they're like more light dense. They're not dense. They're made out of light instead. Right. So what I'm learning is that Earth is actually switching more into the fourth density. I think I already maybe did switch into the fourth density and is now switching more into the fifth density. So instead of being like, I mean, just as an example, kind of coming into this new paradigm, this age of the Aquarius, that's what we're feeling. Our energy is shifting. Um, people are communicating more with energy and not just with like, words if you know what I mean so I feel like when I'm talking to a 10th or 11th dimensional being like they're literally just dropping into my subconscious so it's almost like telekinetic communication and humans can actually do that too <laughs> so it's all about learning that like we have these skills within us and we're starting to switch into a dimension or a density where we're going to be able to do that and it's going to be common knowledge instead of people having to seek out somebody like me, it's just going to be something that we can all do. Um, so instead of having to really like craft that skill, like a lot of people like me have, it's, it's just something that we don't question that we're born with and we know it. Does that make sense? Does that answer that? <laughs> I do. I, I was wondering. Yeah. So I, I mean, I have that same, I feel like everybody is kind of born with the ability to do that. It is yeah. just tuning into it and being sensitive to it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's something that I've really learned like through human design, honestly, I'm like bringing it up, but my guides have told me like, I'm going to be writing a book about this someday and about this new earth, quote unquote, and the new human, um, because we're like, humans are going to be shifting just like they have in the past, you know, how we used to be like cavemen and it's, we're going to be shifting even more. So I think it's just really interesting now how even our languaging is shifted. Like even if you're in a group of people that aren't spiritually minded, quote unquote, like people talk about vibes, you know, like I come into a room, I can feel the vibe of that room. Like, Oh, I don't like those vibes over there. You know, it's like starting to become common knowledge. And that is such a sign that we are shifting into different energies. Um, more and more people are just noticing their sensitivity and 
that's kind of the theme that I've been noticing within reading people's charts is like, oh my gosh, like you are so sensitive. Do you not realize how intuitive you are? And the person's like, what? <laughs> and it's just like, they're blocking it because that's what we do. We block things and we don't want to, we don't want to know things or it seems scary. It seems like, like too much, you know? So I end up getting a lot of people that they either don't know they're meant to be a healer of some sort, or they, they're drawn to that of some sort and they want to learn about it from me. So it's really interesting. And so how do you, I know that you do like, cause you started off as a, like a stretcher, like a physical, you know, you were working with people physically and you still do that. You know, I know you, you live in Arizona. Um, so you obviously have a lot of clients that, and you can't see them right now anyways, um, that, that aren't there. Uh, how do you kind of do work like that without oh. presently having to like, you know, touch them? Oh yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I don't really get a whole lot of people coming to me for body work now. Um, and that was something that, I mean, I didn't even really have anything to do with it. I work so much off referrals that people were referring people to me for intuitive work and for, um, you know, the channeling that I do and whatnot and the, the energetic healing that I do. So, you know, like I learned Reiki initially, but now it's shifted into, um, kind of like my own way of energetic healing. Um, I don't like to follow protocols, so I've never been that person. I'm very outside the box, um, but I can do any of my work over Zoom. So this is mostly what I've been doing with people, and I've actually been working with people all over the country because um, I'm a part of a community of healers where we refer people to each other, and everybody's kind of all over the country, and so it's really cool because it's like we all kind of specialize in different things. I call it like superpowers. We all have our own superpowers. And so it's really nice being a part of a community where everybody specializes in their own thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting the hit that you need to actually go work with this person. So I'm going to refer you out. And then like they'll end up sending me business. And so it just all kind of works like that. So it's been really fun actually getting to take my business virtual because I do have an office that I see clients out of. And honestly, some people do need to be in person for whatever reason, their higher self will tell me like, actually, this person needs to be in person with you. Um, and it's happened a few times where I've worked with a distance person. And I'm like, if you ever want to come to Arizona, your higher self is telling you, you really need to be in person with me to heal like this specific thing. Like maybe we can do some stuff over zoom, but it's like this specific thing needs to be healed in person. So it's that's what, like, no two sessions are the same. Everything's so different. And I also had a question too um, about because you mentioned talking to people's higher selves, and yeah. I also heard mediums and uh, you know healers, people like that, talk to the child version of themselves. You know that mm -hmm. is that usually kind of like where the pain, like in the fear in people lie. Like, do you ever communicate with that version of a person as well? Oh my gosh, yeah, that's actually. Um... I would say before I started channeling, like actually channeling, I did like guided hypnosis with people where it was an inner child healing sort of thing. So um, that is still work that I do so much with people because the higher self will tell me they need to connect to their four-year-old self or whatever. And so I have a whole thing that I walk people through in order to connect with their inner child version. Um, I truly believe that consciousness is fragmented right now. Um, and our consciousness within ourselves is fragmented. So it's almost like we all have multiple personalities and we're just, you know, there's a lot of chatter up here and it's just kind of trying to get everybody on the same page. And so when you have an inner child version of you that was 
you know, put through something traumatic or, you know, a number of things traumatic, like a lot of people have had very traumatic childhoods. It's almost like that, that part of them is stuck in that traumatic moment because that's kind of the nature of consciousness, right? A lot of people say that they don't remember what happened to them as a kid. And it's because that's what children do in order to cope. They just like dissociate from what's happening and take take themselves out of it. And so then people have no memory. So we'd end up doing like memory regression work where we would go back to the memory and re-experience it and then connect to that child and pull them out of that traumatic moment and bring them to a safe space. So it's like time traveling. You go back in time and save that version of yourself and then heal them and connect with them. And it's really interesting because I found that a lot of people's inner child are like, well, who are you? Like, cause I'll have their adult self go in and talk to them. And I'm like, well, ask them what they need from you. And then the child's like, who are you? I've never met you, you know? And it's like, the child is almost afraid of the adult version of themselves because they've left them for so long. <laughs> I'm like, well, how would you feel if you've been abandoned for 30 years? And then all of a sudden this person is this adult, this random stranger is trying to connect with you. And so it ends up being this bond that you have to create with that child version of yourself. Is it, that's yeah <laughs> is there is there anything universally that we could all be doing now to connect with that are there any techniques that you have yeah absolutely so I actually have like an inner child guided meditation on my YouTube channel um, so that's a really good place to start and it's there's something that I always recommend to people called emotional Vipassana if you guys are familiar with Vipassana in yoga so Basically, yeah. it's just a way to connect to your feelings on a somatic level. So let's say you had something triggering happen to you today and you're just like really angry. Um, you would sit and just feel your feeling wherever that is. And so when I work with somebody in person and I do this, I'm asking them, you know, like, where do you feel that? Um, describe it to me in detail. Like, let's say it's in their heart. They'll be like, oh, it's, it feels like a heaviness in my chest. And I'll be like, okay, great. Like just allow it to be there and invite it in. Let's actually make it bigger. And so what it does is it like gets you connecting to your feelings on a very somatic level. And it actually helps the body process it and move it up and out. And then sometimes that's where you can have memory regression because once you connect to that energy and you allow it to shift, it's like you get taken back to a time because that energy was from that time. So I always say like, it's not really our job to feel better necessarily. It's our job to get better at feeling. And then that ultimately is going to what it's going to be what heals us. Wow. That's amazing. Well, this has been so fascinating. <laughs> probably very much be calling you up to uh, talk to my, my peeps, my inner child, my older one, all those people. Like, gotta figure this out because I keep breaking things. I, keep, I need some help, you There's know. Something going on, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, you know, and I think it, I, I also, um, I just think that this is a time and I'm a very like reactionary person. Like if I'm upset, I get sick, you know, like it, it, things with me flow very easily and quickly. And like uh, for people that are watching, listening, this isn't a therapy session for me, but I just kind of am like going through this stuff and I'm learning. And I know that a lot of other people are too. Um, and you, uh, Teresa, have so many things going on. I want to hear about your podcast, about all the services you offer, where people can find you, all that. 
Yeah, yeah. So I have a podcast called the Be a Lion podcast. Um, lions are really, you know, kind of my spirit animal. So that's what I named my business after. And, you know, connecting to lion energy is all about stepping into your power and being the ruler of your own world. And so my podcast is really about the self-discovery journey and the healing journey. So I have some, some people that come on are clients I've actually worked with. And some people are just people that have shifted their life, transformed their life in some way. So you get a lot of advice about like what worked for them and maybe some breadcrumbs for you to follow because our healing journey and our self-discovery journey is very different. Like everybody's so different. So you can check that out. It's on all the platforms. Uh, my website is howtobealion.com. And some of the services that I offer, um, you can do you know, a full human design reading with me. And that would be over Zoom where we actually talk and go over your chart together. And you also get, you know, the, like I said, the guides always end up popping in. So you get some channeling as well and whatever you need. And then you could do a mini reading where I'll record something for you. It's a 20 minute voice note about your chart. And then I'll give you um, a 10 page report just about all about the basics of your chart. So you have it written out. Um, also you could just do, you know, an intuitive healing session with me and that could be over zoom. And so, yeah, it's just kind of whatever you feel called to. And where can they find you on Instagram too? Oh, it's at Therese uh, with two A's. My middle name starts with a uh, Brenneman. Amazing. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. It has been such a pleasure connecting with you. You are so lovely. Thank you. So are you too. I'm so honored that I got to be a part of this. You guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing. Where can everyone find you? I am at the Savvy Scribbler, T H E S A V V Y S C R I B B L E R. I should have that tattooed on me. <laughs> if you guys find me and my um, shenanigans spilling my homemade pasta everywhere, <laughs> I'm going through my own journey. You can find me at SamD43 on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, um, please follow Spiritual Spiral Show on Instagram. We do IGTV. We're also on you know podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we have a YouTube channel as well where you can watch these videos too. So thank you again, and let's have a good week, you guys. Let's do this. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Uh, thank you.